Welcome to the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Training Podcast for serious-minded, deep-thinking, career-oriented network marketing pros who are sick of the fluff and appreciate the truth. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Now here's your host who has produced over 200 hours of real-world training for the industry, 30-plus years network marketing pro, Dale Calvert. Hey, hey, this is Dale Calvert. I'd like to welcome you to this session of the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Development Podcast. I appreciate you being here. The title of this session is Disturbing Perspectives. Uh, This has to do with the secrets of MLM millionaires. It was a documentary done by the BBC and a young lady named Ellie Flynn. Uh, this came out at the time of this recording about three or four days ago, and I had a few emails and people from the, we have several people in the United Kingdom and around the world that listen to this particular podcast and also are members of some of our training systems that we have. So I just wanted to give my perspective on this and hopefully uh, be some of some encouragement to people. I think most people have kind of, you know, got down off the bridge. I do want to say this, though. You know, sometimes you just have to just stop and look behind the curtain and take a breath. But to those of you that were freaking out and, you know, this will be it's on YouTube now. So it'll be, you know, people will be freaking out about this for a few years. Uh, here's what I'd recommend first. Go go watch If you're on YouTube, go watch The Perfect Business by Robert Kiyosaki. And I know many of you have on your shelf the book, The Greatest Opportunity in the History of the World by John Kalich. Uh, pull Pull that off and read it again. And honestly... Uh, this is not the first time something like this has happened, and the, and there'll, there'll be many, many more, and I'm just kind of shocked that there's not more of these happening uh, at this point in time in the history of this profession. I'm, I'm, I mean, I really am, but I just want to kind of cover some of this, and guys, this is, this is nothing new. I can remember, um, you know, NSA, National Safety Associates. Um, coming out, the cover of their magazine had O.J. Simpson on the front of it one one week. The next week, uh, everybody in the world's watching him being chased around California highways when that disaster happened. So, and NSA had just hired him as their spokesperson because his nickname was The Juice. And that's when they came out with Juice Plus. Uh, I can remember when I was with NSA, and I'm trying to remember, Inside Edition, Undercover, America Undercover, there was some show, and the whole thing was just about how uh, the NSA pyramid sales scheme and had some guy that, you know, they went and the reporter went and he opened up his garage and it was full of cases and cases and cases of water filters. And, you know, it, it, it's just par for the course. It's just kind of been going on at some level for many, many, many years. And there's been multiple uh, programs 
over the years talking about, you know, the woes of network marketing. And again, this won't be the first, it won't be the last. It certainly wasn't the first. And I, I can't believe there's not more of these. That's not more common. I know in different geographical areas, you'll have some uh, reporter that wants to do an expose on some company. And that happens regionally quite a bit. Uh, honestly, at this point in the history of this industry, I think it's it helps us as much as it hurts because hopefully it makes everybody involved stop and really evaluate what am I doing? How am I doing it? Uh, and, and, and makes helps people understand, hopefully, for at least for a little while, that this business is not about getting them in. It has nothing to do with getting them in. It's getting them in, keeping them in, and helping them move forward, as you've heard me say multiple times on this podcast. Now, when I was watching the, uh, the report from the BBC, uh, it just kind of brought back memories. Um, you know, and it was disheartening from the standpoint that I felt like that I was watching a reporter and distributors who had failed, who really seemed to have the mentality that network marketing, the network marketing business model was some kind of lottery as well as leaders, unfortunately, people, quote unquote, who had the men who got lucky and it hit the lottery, for lack of a better terms. But it's a business, guys. And I can remember many years ago, I'm trying to think what year it would have been, probably around 19, well, maybe 2000. And I had a reporter from Louisville, Kentucky who contacted us, and this was right after we, had, we hadn't been open very long at all, so it was before that. It was, but anyway, it was probably, uh, we had just started, just started uh, New Creations. And this reporter called and said, I've heard you've started a new business, and I'd like to come and interview you and find out more about what you're doing, and you know, here in the state of Kentucky and so on and so forth. And uh, I said, sure, come on. And uh, so she came in with a camera crew and we showed them the shipping facility and our customer support area. And, uh, you know, the whole procedure, the whole office walked her through the whole entire building. And then she she came in and started asking questions. And about three questions in, I knew this is a hatchet job. I just knew. And she said, what about all the people that join your company and lose money? And I said, who are they? I mean, so she was really trying to disrupt me and throw me under the bus and I just threw everything right back at her. Thankfully, I was I, I could handle it. It didn't bother me. 
And she said, well, you know, traditionally people have gotten in these businesses and lost thousands and thousands of dollars. And I said, not in this one. And I said, if they do, it's their own fault. Well, how can it be their own fault? I said, because to join our company, there's an annual $25 fee that takes care of their website and our computer back in. And then any money that they spend after that is up to them. And for every product that they purchase wholesale, they have the opportunity to sell retail and make profits. So if someone ends up with 500 or 1000 or $2,000 of products that they cannot sell, that's on them. It's not on us. Because it has oh, our only requirements is to become a distributor and to be able to buy the product wholesale as a $25 annual fee. So that's kind of how the, that whole conversation went. And she didn't stay as nearly as long as she probably had planned. And she said, well, this will be airing next week. This will be airing next week. Well, you know, I wasn't overly excited about it. I spread the word to our distributors, you know, and it was local, it was regional. It was in Louisville, Kentucky, the largest city in Kentucky, but still. And it was Channel 3, if I recall. And, you know, and they had advertised it throughout the week, you know. Uh, and uh, in, inside look at new creations, a new Kentucky company, blah, blah, blah. They were advertising it. So I'm thinking this is going to help us. And right before it went on, it said, don't miss the undercover camera of a new company promising people financial independence. And that's when we found out that this lady had dressed up undercover, had cameras, and was at one of our opportunity overviews. And and she talked to people and, and she talked to one guy and like that had given a testimony and you know that he had made eight thousand dollars that past month. And she she I didn't know this at the time and he told me after the fact because he remembered. I mean she acted like she was a prospect and she came up and guess had some kind of camera and some hat she was wearing or something. And she said, well, you said in your testimony that Dale Calvert changed your life and that you made $8,000 last month. How can you prove that? And he said, you know, I was a drug addict. And he told her his sincere, true story. Well, how are you making that kind of money? And he reached in his pocket. He had That's when the days when everybody got paid with checks. And he still had his check. He hadn't even cashed it in his pocket. So they took bits and pieces of as much as they could, and they did their very best to put together a hack job. They did their very best. But when it was all said and done, the next day we had people everywhere calling, you know, people joining us like crazy. It's probably one of the – it was the most productive recruiting uh, day after that. After that hatchet job is what they tried to do aired so i've been down this road multiple times uh over the last 35 plus years and you know it just kind of is what it is and and i think what we have to do is understand 
and come to the realization that the world is quickly moving in two directions. It's becoming very polarized uh, politically and every other way um, all over the world. You know, and there's a lot of special interest groups that have every day of their life, it's around whatever their special interest is, and they do not have the ability to look outside of their box, of their mental box. Everything they do, everything they say, all their actions that they take, take is to try to attempt to give themselves some meaning by, uh, you know, and I hate to, I don't, don't mean to use this derogatory, and please just keep the email to yourself, but saving the whales. I'm not saying I'm not for saving the whales, but, you know, or whatever other special interests they may have. And, and, and there's more than we could even start to communicate. So hopefully you get the idea of what I'm saying. And, and it doesn't matter if we're talking about morally, ethically, politically. It doesn't matter. The world is being divided into a lot of special interest groups. And the bottom line, it's. In my opinion, from the, you know just looking at everything, it's it's promoting people being victims that they have no control. Whether we want to talk about student debt or whatever you want to talk about, so it's victims who don't take responsibility, and a lot of people throwing gasoline on that fire, saying it's not your fault. That they don't that McDonald's doesn't pay you more for for minimum wage or whatever else you want to talk about. You know the reality is, and why since I brought it up, if if you're at McDonald's and you're worried about minimum wage, you shouldn't be worried about minimum wage. You should be worried about finding another job because the reality is, before you turn around, McDonald's and virtually every fast food joint in the world is going to be run by robots. It's, they aren't even going to have humans. So we got to see a little bit bigger, a little bit broader, you know, think a little bit deeper. So we've got victims and then we have others who are really dreamers, who, who believe, who, who want more, who believe that they can achieve more, who are, who are looking for right direction and mentorship in multiple different aspects of life and who are working towards worthy goals. And then we have victims. And to me, it, the, the, the line between victims and those who are taking responsibility and doing all they can do every day to move forward, it's getting bigger and bigger. The gap is. So I thought the show was full of disturbing perspectives, uh, starting with Ellie Flynn, the journalist, uh, and again, I don't know her. She's 26 years old. You know, she's like my daughter's age and seemed like a pretty solid person. But but from my perspective, she just – here was my thought. I think she came across awesome and very professional. But in my mind, I'm thinking, well, this is just a career-frustrated journalist who – did what she was taught to do, go to school, get a good education, and go to work for the BBC, and probably is looking at, you know, at this age, 26, between 25 and 30, people really 
I have seen start doubting their career path. That's pretty common. That, you know, it's common. Once you get in the real world, the real world, you know, and you kind of have a reality check and you either take action or you don't. And so for me, it was like just my thought is she hit the real world, probably doubting her career choice, saw people making millions of dollars in network marketing and thought, what is going on here? There's got to be something that I'm not seeing. And and I think she was really sincere in her her gathering of information, but I thought it was extremely jaded. Again, as human beings, we don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. And I thought that the title of the documentary, Secrets of MLM Millionaires, was very deceptive, uh, mainly because she only sat down and talked with those that's, for the most part, except for that one young couple in Utah, which they seem pretty solid, but talk with people that, for the most part, saw themselves as victims. Just listen to them. They perceived that they were victims. And some people go through their whole life with this victim mentality. The world is against me. You know, I find it disturbing that they would name the title of this the secret of MLM millionaires. However, they never talk to one. And the secret is real simple. You want to become a network marketing millionaire? Find the right people at the right time in their life and help them get what they want. That's the secret. You can have anything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. But you can't push a rope. And it's not about just getting them in. It's about finding the right people at the right time in their life and helping them get what they want. You know, so that's the secret. But again, she never talked to any millionaires. It was just disgruntled victims. And my my from my perspective, I'm not saying they weren't great people or hardworking or anything like that, but they were just disgruntled victims. And then they showed that section where Ellie's setting up at the flea market. And, of course, she didn't sell anything. Her booth looked terrible. She had post-it notes for the pricing of the product just to scare people away. Uh, I mean, that was, you know, that, 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 that was ridiculous. You know, and uh, again, in network marketing, as any of you have gone through any training that we've ever done, I, we talk about till we're blue in the face. There's four beliefs that must be developed. Number one is in your product. Number two is in the network marketing business model. Number three is in your company. And number four is in yourself. So taking a bunch of network marketing products, put post-it notes on them, uh, and, and to show how expensive they are, which was my perspective of what she did. I mean, she, she obviously had no belief in what she was doing. 
And if you don't have belief, then you should keep your mouth shut and you should definitely not be talking to anybody else. You know, you just shouldn't be doing that. I mean, who could, who could, what if she had sold out of her product? Then what she would have thought was she wasn't going to sell out for sure the way she had things set up and, and sitting there that has absolutely no belief in what she's doing. I, I think she asked one of the people that came up to her booth, don't you think these prices are a little bit too high? It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Uh, You know, and I'm thinking about, you know, she could have sat down with many of you that listen to this podcast and had a logical, well-meaning, thought-out conversation with you guys. And you guys could have given her a different perspective and hope. Many of you that listen to the No Fluff podcast, you could have done that for her. But that was not her objective. So disturbing uh, this disturbing uh, the, the other disturbing disturbing perspective were the distributors who had lost money but they were their response was indicative of society in any profession you know, most people have the the mentality, I'm going to try something, but if first I don't succeed, then fix the blame quick. And guys, we've talked about this a thousand times. It doesn't matter what business we're talking about. You know, you can be involved in real estate. Most real estate agents never sell their first home. They never list their first home. They go to school. They invest their money. They get their real estate license. They never do anything with it. The same with insurance agents. Most people go to school, they, they get their insurance license, they never sell their first policy. Most small businesses are out of business. Over 80% are out of business within the first five years. Many of them are still in business, but they're not making any money. So to try to say it's network marketing's fault in and of itself, you know, come on, let's just get real. Now, I'm not saying there's no fault or that we can't get better. I'm hoping that Shows aired like this help us all decide to stop, take a look, and get better. But it's just amazing to me, and it, it we have we're the world is moving into into such an entitlement mentality. It's like just because you sign up with XYZ program does not mean that you're going to make a penny profit. Profits are, are, are earned. They're not dillied out. You know, they're not dillied out. They're earned in any business. You know, they talk about well, there's so much mindset training. There's, there's a lot talking about attitude and mindset. And many have said that it's really made an impact positively in their life. Well, Mindsets, more than any other business in the world, network marketing requires the proper mindsets because a lot of people get involved. They've never been in business before. Uh, they've never had to deal with a lot of rejection before. They've never had to get through the numbers. You know, it's just, there's, so there are mindsets, and mindsets are very important. You know, and then you had the lady that, 
that had, had all these boxes of brochures that she had bought. And she'd spent, you know, two thousand dollars on these brochures because they thought maybe it would help them sell that product. And I'm thinking to myself, well, they aren't going to do you any good in a box in the closet, lady. You got to get the brochures in the marketplace with some kind of a smile and enthusiasm and belief in your product. So the whole uh, distributors that that they were talking to. Uh, the, the the girl that had, that had been with New Skin for six months, right before her child was born, and then you know she wasn't with them any longer, and she'd only made twenty dollars, and she worked so hard, and she made twenty dollars. Well, look, whose fault ultimately is that? It, and it could have been just total lack of direction, you know. It, you know, because she was obviously willing to work, but I can guarantee you whoever sponsored her and whoever was in her upline did not give her a proven plan to get her business launched. So, you know, you, we can blame whoever we want to blame, but it kind of is what it is. The third disturbing perspective were of the, and I say this, quote unquote leaders that they showed behind the hidden cameras. And I've said many times, 3% of the population has transferable skills that they can use to get something started and off the ground with the network marketing business model. But 97% of the people don't. And that's why as leaders, we have to give people, the right people, the game plan to get their business launched, get it off the ground, help them start generating some customers, teach them how to do that. And it's up to them whether they start or not. The start stops most people. But but again, we're in the leadership development business. Our long-term income is in direct proportion to the number of leaders that are developed on our teams. And, and leadership can only be developed through systems, sequential systems. And again, every franchise in the world has shown us this. Um, a lot of people that get to leadership titles are able to get something off the ground and get it going with the skills and mindsets that they enter the profession with, and therefore they think everybody can do it. And it's just not going to happen. It's like one of the ladies was saying, well, we use attraction marketing. We use it. Well, for attraction marketing, and, and that may have worked for you, but for attraction marketing to work, you must first be attractive. And I'm not saying physically necessary. Even though many are, and many, if they didn't have their looks, they would have no business. And that's not just in network marketing. That's in any type of business model that uses attraction marketing. But, you know, you have to have an extra dose of something. And a lot of you have heard me, the training I did about this, you know, I've shared many times about the top six personality types at the top of every network marketing organization, the Mr. and Mrs. High Credibility, the Mr. and Mrs. Lovable, and so on and so forth. And if, you've, and if you're thinking, well, Dale, I'm kind of considering this attraction marketing, before you do anything, do yourself a favor. Go to www.7-lies.com. There's a book that I wrote there. I keep threatening to redo it, and I'm going to at some point, but the information is really solid. It's called The Seven Lies of Attraction Marketing as it relates to network marketing. So 
you know, and she's telling people that they need to post on social media eight times a day. I mean, that's not a very well thought out training program. What do I need to do? Post on social media eight times a day. That's not a very good way to teach most people to launch their business. Because again, they don't even have they don't have the belief developed yet. They don't have belief in the product yet. You know, let them t- believe in the product, believe in the science behind the product, and then teach them how to get their business launched. Not by trying to convince people that they know to buy, sell, or join, but asking people they know, "Hey, I need a favor. I need a favor. Can you help me out? I've gotten involved in a new business. It's got products I'm really." excited about could you just pass this brochure along to anyone that you know that is into makeup and skincare or really uh is thinking about who who talks about going on a diet or whatever you know again i'm not going to go through the whole training you guys many of you've gone through all everything that we teach but i am trying to communicate there's a right way and wrong way to do this business and w- when you let people run amok, they get involved in your program and you tell them to post eight times a day on social media. Are you really I mean, what is why would someone do that? Because they they're hoping if everybody on their team posts eight times on social media that four or five or eight of them, you know, they got 100 people. Maybe they'll create four sales that day and it's going to help their check next month. It's such short sighted training. It's. It's short-sighted. It's people that have obviously have never had the leadership development paradigm shift and don't get the fact that it's not about, you know, just them making a few sales here and there. It's about developing the next wave of leaders on your team. That's what you do. So you have to put a little bit more thought, effort, and energy into your direction, into your training than to tell somebody, just post eight times a day on social media. I blew my mind. Absolutely just blew my mind. But it's an indication of a shallow person that has no clue that they're in the leadership development business. And yes, there's people with network in the network marketing profession everywhere that have leadership titles that I just described perfectly. A lot of these people really want to help people. They want to help people, but they don't understand that the mo- most of the people that join your team are not going to be able to do what you did. So what can we sh- teach that gives everybody the, the best chance for success and stacks the odds for success in their favor. You know, uh, they kept saying that throughout the, the documentary that social media is flooded with these type of pyramid sales schemes. And it is. It absolutely is. Uh, those of you that have gone through our training, you know we teach people to post one time on social media during that one time when they launch. Then we use a direct mail campaign with a brochure. And then we 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 do targeted. Later on, we'll teach targeted social media ads after people are making a profit, making money. But until then, to focus on developing a strong local organization that will grow organically throughout your province or your city or your state or wherever you are. And and to me, that makes a lot more sense than just pounding people, telling them to pound their social media pages every single day 
but and, and I'm not saying that that's not a good move for some people, but some people just don't need to be in front of a camera. You know, I, I don't like to be in front of a camera at all. Some people don't need to be in front of a camera. You know, they just, it's just, it's, it's aggravating to everybody around them. And we let people just, again, go out into the marketplace trying to convince people to buy, sell, or join. The number one mistake people make is they attempt to do it with the skill sets and mindsets that they enter the network marketing profession with. That's why most people fail. You know, again, I go back to the to the new skin mom, and it was like she was taught to prey on, pry, to try to take advantage of other moms, and she gladly did it. She hadn't made any money. She made twenty dollars and six twenty pounds in six months. But she was doing all the promotions and lifestyle promotions on social media every day and trying to create products. She, she, she had no belief in the product, no belief in the opportunity. She was just trying to make some money. Look, if you want to make money, and I've said this so many times, look, go sell hammers at the flea market, buy them wholesale, sell them retail, make profit. Network marketing is not the business model for those that just want to make some money. It's not. There's easier ways to do it. This is about wealth. It's about financial independence. And you know what? It's going to require some education. You're going to have to develop some skill sets and mindsets that you do not have. It is the most challenging but rewarding business model in the world. And, you know, people that teach other people to go online and start talking about that which they've never done is has been the big problem and challenge, especially in the last five, ten years in this profession. And there's so many gurus that have that's been their whole thing. Get online, go on YouTube, talk about that which you've never done, and attract people. And I've said it a thousand times. Who are you gonna attract? Who are you gonna attract? Because People that know, know you don't have a clue what you're talking about. Know you're talking the talk, but have never walked the walk. It's beyond obvious. The, the third disturbing or the fourth disturbing perspective of this TV show was, I believe that the company, she went to Utah to talk to a couple companies and they really should have sat down with her and had a heart-to-heart conversation. Now, granted, I can tell you from experience, it would have probably been cut up and probably a lot of it would have never been shown. But companies should have the confidence to take on this type of ridicule and, and do our best to try to help people understand what this business is really all about. I mean, I would have loved to have had the opportunity to speak with her. I would have loved to have that opportunity, you know, but because, again, I could I could argue her side and some would say that, well, Dale, that's all you've been doing, you know, since MLMs is a scam back in 1994 when that audio came out. 
but it was to, to try to communicate to people that we've got to take care of the goose that's laying the golden egg. We've got to tell people the truth. We don't need to sponsor everybody. That the bottom line is this is a three to five year game plan to well, three to five years of the hardest, most difficult, most out of your comfort zone work that you'll ever do. It's not easy. It's not simple, but it's worth it. As a profession, I believe we've brought all this on ourselves, and we'll, I just do. It's our own fault. We've got away from the fundamental roots, you know, and we moved into a state of speculation uh, and started to tr try to find ways to do things quick, quicker, faster, and easier, and, you know, started competing with each other instead of getting into the marketplace and Help giving people a three to five year game plan that can really make a huge impact on their family and their life. And we're paying for it. I mean, the last couple of years, sales have been down in the United States. And but I think I think it'll rise again as more and more people are starting to realize, you know, we got to get back to our fundamentals and our roots and build people and people build the business. And, you know, I think I think that movement has started i really do i see it i see people progressing every day that are just buying the right philosophy and when you know we buy we hear philosophies like we've heard in this profession over the last couple three four years five years ten years by gurus that are more interested in selling you telling you what you want to hear so they can sell you what you want they want to sell you when we let all that happen when we let it happen as a profession and we didn't take care of the goose that laid the golden eggs, then what do we expect was going to happen down the road? And you know what? Now we're down the road. Network marketing is not for everybody. I've told multiple people over the years, I don't think this is for you. Enrolling someone who doesn't understand up front the amount of time, energy, and effort it's going to take is never a good idea. And see, as I say that, I think I shared this, you know, last month or so, I've come to realize that if someone had told me up front, if I knew up front what I was going to have to go through in the beginning of my career, the amount of time, energy, effort, expansion of comfort zone, and so on and so forth, I never would have attempted it. I'd say, forget it. I'm not doing that. No way I would have attempted it. Now, if you told me today... But in the, and that's in the beginning, 20-year-olds not knows Kid Dale. This is what you're going to go through. You're going to give up your softball. You're going to get, you know, you, you're going to put your 20 reasons on your TV set. You're not watching TV unless it's the University of Kentucky playing basketball. Uh, you're going to give up a lot of time, energy, and effort. You're going to drive three hours one way to sit down at somebody's kitchen table that won't turn off Dallas or whatever the TV shows, the popular TV show is, while you're trying to help them get out of the situation they're in and change their life. And are, are worse than that, they're not even there when you get there. Or even worse than that, they're there, you hear them, but they won't answer the friggin' door. And, and you're going to drive, turn around, drive three hours back. You're going to get home at 2 o'clock in the morning. You're going to get up at 6.30 so you can be at your job at 7.18. And you're going to do that over and 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 over again. 
And when you do come to work, you'll hear some of your buddies talk about the game last night and how they came back in the last inning and won, and you knew you should have been sitting there on second base or, or pitching. And, and, and But, and I can go on and on and on, but what are you willing to give up to go up? What are you willing to – and see, that's the problem. Most people aren't willing to give up anything. They just want to go up. It's not the lottery. It's not the lottery. And see, again, if people had told me if I'd known going in, I would have never went in. But now that I went in and I've come down this road and I followed this path, I would do it if it was ten times harder than it was because, yes, it's the hardest, most difficult business model in the world, but, man, is it worth it. It's so worth it. So worth it. So worth it. Just being able to sell your own ship, make your own decisions every day. I just was thinking about this. Some of you know, may have seen on, if you're not following us at, on our Facebook page, Dale Calvert, facebook.com forward slash Dale Calvert page. But our uh, pet, Jenna, She's a little sheltie, 14 years old. Uh, we had to put her down Monday, a couple of days ago. And she'd been at the bed all weekend. And, um, you know, he called and said, you know, she she could get, be in deep pain, a couple of problems and things. You know, there's everything shutting down internally at once. And I'm, I was thinking, you know, we had the opportunity to go to the vet and see her and tell her goodbye. And I think about, you know, what if I'd been working in corporate America somewhere? That would, I could have never had that experience. And that's one of thousands, thousands of experiences. So when I say it's worth it, man, I mean it's worth it. It's worth it. But regarding this expose, I think there'll be more in the future. I don't think they hurt us. I think they help us because I think people stop, take a breath, regroup, stay on track, tell the truth, uh, keep 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 sharing wisdom, stay away from the foo foo dust, and you know roll on, roll on. The world's been brainwashed into thinking if someone else has something. Then they're taking away from me. Well, they got a new car. I don't have a new car. They're taking away from me. And see, that's just not true. Really, the opposite is true. I know that your long-term, and that's key phrase, long-term success is in direct proportion to the value you provide to the market that you serve. And I'm talking about true value, real value. Wisdom of the ages value. I'm not talking about, oh, we all come together, sing Kumbaya, we got a better way, everybody gets all fired up and excited, and then they go home and continue to do what they've always done, expecting different results. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about challenging people and loving them enough to tell them what they need to hear, not what they want to hear, knowing the majority of them will, you're going to repel, but there's going to be a few that will take this information uh, internalize it 
and not only change their life, but it'll have a major positive ripple effect on their family. Network marketing should be at the top of the entrepreneurial revolution that's happening around the world. And what's going on is business-minded people look at the profession and think we're all crazy, and for good reason. I don't blame them. I could argue that with them. I, I don't blame them at all. I sincerely don't. But I know what I know. And I sincerely could give a flying flip about what some guy cooped up in a corporate office or with a in his office with a but he's got manager on his uh, nameplate thinks it does I, I, it or anybody else I, I I know what I know and I sincerely don't care what anybody else thinks I know the people that have been impacted and will never be the same because of this profession that I've personally had the opportunity to work with. I know a lot. And I know that when you are focused in the right place and you share true wisdom, that that's the path. That's what's going to happen. So I don't blame them. And I have no interest in trying to change their mind. And I love skeptical people. Skepticism's good because... If, if skeptical people are able to look at facts and look at both sides of an issue, then they'll realize that this profession is remarkable and it should be at the top of the entrepreneurial revolution that's happening around the world. And yes, most people that get involved will fail, just like they do in any business. It's no different. The difference is we let anybody in here. You don't have to pass a real estate license or an insurance test and get your insurance license to get involved here. It's equal opportunity. It's inclusive to anybody that wants to try. It's inclusive. It's not exclusive. Anybody can. Most people are not willing to work. Most people think they can do it naively with the skill sets and mindsets they enter the profession with, and they never even think about finding maybe I should find a mentor. So it is what it is. It is what it is. And you can talk about how great it is or you can talk about how bad it is. But, you know, intelligent people can see both sides of the issue, both sides. And I'll argue either one, as many of you would. So skeptical is good. When you run across people that are skeptical, that's a great sign. Because if people get all fired up and excited the first time they ever see your opportunity and they think they're going to get rich, you know, over the next six months before their child's born, then they aren't going to last six months. And the first time they talk to two or three people and they all talk too much because that's the number one mistake made in this profession is talking too much. And somebody says, boo, they're gone. And that's just the, the nature of this business. You know, traditional product channels are being disrupted. Uh, I, I just, it's its exciting times for me in, in this profession. It really is. It's like, man, I'm glad to be here right now, right now at this point in time in history. Uh, you know, I just think there's some things that are coming together for many of us, that are, many of you that are listening to this. Uh, you know, I'm not even getting to any depth, but... If you remember the 27% of success 
platform, that gamification platform, then you know, you know, because you've experienced it, you know the impact that's going to have on the industry. And we have a couple other things going on that some of you are aware of, uh, not from a training perspective, but that we just feel like the time is now. And I'm excited about it. And we're going to have people that don't get it. And we're going to have people that uh, try to destroy it out of ignorance. Some out of malice, but most out of ignorance. And it's just being secure and having your belief in what you're doing. And if you don't believe in your company and you don't believe in your product, and you're not at least developing belief in the network marketing business model, if it's done correctly, which it's not most of the time, but if you got to be developing that and, and developing belief in yourself, uh, then I believe your future, your upside is just better here than any place else you can be if you're looking for true upside potential. If you're looking for the opportunity to really make a significant income and create wealth, generational wealth, if you're looking for profits, then there might be easier or there are easier ways to do it. You, go, you can go drive for Uber and make profits. That's not what this profession is about, in my opinion. It's just not. Never has been. Never will be. Never will be. You know, for me, it was... I can make $100,000 a year and not have a boss. That was my initial thought. That that, could, that was possible for me, for Dale Calvert. Now, when I got to where I was making $300,000 a month and living in a 16,000 square foot home and flying in private planes every week to go do events, for an organization of over 60,000 people, if you tried to tell me that was going to happen when I started in the profession, I would have said, you're crazy. You're crazy, but I bet if I really work hard and I really give it the time, energy, and effort that I could probably get to where I could at least leave IBM. Guys, we all have a path. We all have, we all have our own paths. Everybody enters the game at different places in life. Okay, and there's going to be other people that want to keep you in the box. They are. So those of you that freaked out over this, especially our, our clients and customers and friends in uh, the UK, we've dealt with this before. We'll have to deal with it again. Uh, I hope something I've said has gave you some, helped you with your clar clarification uh, on this ridiculous this very disturbing perspectives on the BBC documentary by Ellie Flynn, Secrets of MLM Millionaires. Hope this helps, guys. If you have, by, by, by chance, if you haven't heard about it or seen it, we'll put the YouTube link just so you can know what the heck I've been talking about the last few minutes. You guys have an awesome week. This is Dale Calvert. Again, if you aren't following us on Facebook, go over there, Cal uh, facebook.com forward slash Dale Calvert page. Say hi, introduce yourself, and uh, I'll talk to you next week on another session of No Fluff Network Marketing. 
Leadership Development Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the No Fluff MLM Leadership Training Podcast. To download the show notes for this episode, you can find them under the podcast section at www.mlmhelp.com. Thanks for listening, and remember, the teaching is in the words, but the learning is in the silence.